I can feel the stress in my belly just thinking about what it must be like walking by an illegal food. Like, if you decide to have an illegal food, do you need a bandana and a gun when grabbing it from the aisle at the grocery store? I mean, really, what a stressful existence that is totally not necessary. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm gonna talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm gonna answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeandbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. Welcome back to the show, guys. There are many misconceptions about what it takes to be a bodybuilder. It goes without saying that when I say bodybuilding, I'm referring to not just the bodybuilding division, but the physique, classic physique, figure, wellness, bikini, and model divisions. So when I mention bodybuilding, just know I mean all of you. I recently watched some vlogs on YouTube where people shared their contest prep journeys. They seem to all include doing a lot of cardio and eating no carbs. There was one person who was doing two hours of cardio a day on top of her lifting workouts, like eight weeks out from her show. The crazy part is, you guys, all that work, effort, and time, and she didn't look anywhere near lean enough on show day. A lot of people are frustrated when hopping on the bodybuilding journey and trying to figure out the right formula to get them ripped. Getting someone to lift is rarely the problem, although I don't think many people lift heavy enough or take enough rest time in between sets to keep the quality of the work up. But most of the time, it's the nutrition component that has people pulling their hair out. It's to the point where I saw the word illegal used in a fitness group. <laughs> this person actually referenced certain foods as being illegal. I can only imagine the mental agony this person feels on a daily basis categorizing foods as illegal. I can feel the stress in my belly just thinking about what it must be like walking by an illegal food. Like, if you decide to have an illegal food... Do you need a bandana and a gun when grabbing it from the aisle at the grocery store? I mean, really, what a stressful existence that is totally not necessary. A lot of people are curious what a bodybuilder eats to achieve a ripped physique, so much that some bodybuilding influencers are posting what they're eating in a day. Like Hunter Labrada, who is an Olympia-level pro bodybuilder, he was just roasted on YouTube for posting that all of his meals are liquid. He has protein shakes for some of his meals, and for others, he blends the chicken and other solids so he can drink it instead of chewing it. He also eats a lot of Rice Krispies, and that brought out the trolls in droves just waiting to pounce. Speaking of, what's up with YouTube anyways? It's got to be the most troll-invested social media platform. Anyone with me on this? 
If you don't know what I mean, just post something and see how fast the keyboard warriors come out to click the dislike button with utter joy. Laura Lee Chapados. She's got one of the most incredible bikini physiques this sport has ever seen. She posted what she eats before a show. It was the typical chicken, rice, and asparagus. No shocker there. If you've been around in bodybuilding long enough, you know what I mean. There's so much confusion and stress around food, and not just bodybuilding, but everywhere. So many diets. The grapefruit diet, the carnivore diet, the intermittent fasting diet, the paleo, the keto, you name it diet. Food is such a mystery for people. And now we live in a time where people are cherry-picking parts of studies to use as proof that their diet works, and then pushing this new diet on all of us. All this labeling of foods as good or illegal, all this does, it just continues the narrative of an unhealthy relationship to food. And if you're planning to do a bodybuilding show, you better have a good relationship with food before you start your prep, or you're going to be in big trouble after the show when you don't have the weight of a competition goal keeping you from eating everything illegal in sight. I recently saw a post in a fitness type of group on Facebook by an aspiring competitor where she beat herself up for eating like an a-hole over the weekend. She feared that she completely blew her chance of getting on stage and was full of regret. She was looking for support and validation that everything will be okay. What an unnecessary amount of stress to feel around food. Tomorrow is another day. If you don't get lean enough in time, so what? There will always be other shows. Apparently that binge is what you needed at that moment. Likely because your body is sounding the alarm that you have an imbalance of nutrients in your current nutrition, or you are eating such a strict diet and labeling foods as illegal, so when you finally allow yourself a treat, you cram all the treats in at once, and next thing you know, you just pounded down two pints of Ben and Jerry's ice cream like a champion. If you can't control yourself from having an eating binge, then there is more going on than just willpower. There is an imbalance somewhere, and you need to take care of you. I've never committed to doing a show unless I knew I could fully commit. There is a switch that goes off inside of me when I commit to something. If I don't have that feeling, then I know I'm not all in on a goal, so I won't bother committing to it. But if I'm all in, then step aside. But committing to doing a show, it's not that much different than living a bodybuilding lifestyle, at least for me. Swapping from living a bodybuilding lifestyle to actual contest prep just means I need to have a lot more patience and precision to keep track of my nutrition and overall daily output. So basically, I have to pay attention a lot more. With the bodybuilding lifestyle, you still have to be consistent. You still have to get your training in. You still have to fuel your body adequately. And you still need to respect rest and recovery. When contest prepping, the literal calories and macros are precise and must be consistent. And your overall movement is precise as well. Not just cardio, I mean overall movement. I keep an eye on my movement with step counts since as you start to get leaner and your body wants to conserve energy, your overall movement tends to decrease without thinking about it. So I take that variable right out of the equation. Overall, the general structure of life when contest prepping and living the bodybuilding lifestyle is quite similar. The difference is you get more into the weeds with contest prep. I find the lifestyle to be somewhat automatic these days. I spent many years building a healthy relationship to food for one, and two, I'm working on getting my physique photo shoot ready, so I have a goal that keeps me motivated. I mentioned in earlier shows that I want to do a competition, but I've decided to hold off on an actual show for a while, while I focus on making my posing win shows clients look and feel like champions in their shows. Plus, I mentioned on the last episode that I just launched my virtual posing clinics for all divisions at posingpractice.com. 
Head on over there if you haven't done so yet. It's a great starting place for new people and a great resource for veterans that believe there is always room for improvement. And they're only 47 bucks to attend, so why not? Getting my people stage ready is my priority right now, and their investment in me matters more to me than anything. So a photo shoot will just have to do for now. But even if I didn't have a photo shoot as a goal, there are consistencies to my daily bodybuilding lifestyle routine I'm living. For one, the simplest thing I can do is make sure I get my protein in. Even before the science nerds told me that protein doesn't get converted to fat, I always made sure I got my protein in. For one, it makes me feel satiated. Two, I want to build and preserve as much muscle as possible. And three, with more protein, I can keep my calories high while I dial back my physique. I'm around 200 grams of protein a day right now. I have a lot of 93% beef because it's quick and easy to make. I have a meal replacement shake with 36 grams of protein when I wake up too because it's quick, easy, and it tastes good. Besides, it's chocolate. I also like Whole Foods rotisserie chicken. It's cheap and you get a lot of meals out of one chicken. Plus it gets major bonus points because I don't have to cook it myself. Right now I have five meals a day. I wake up and have my meal replacement shake around 6.30 a.m. And coffee too. I love my morning coffee. My brain is the most creative and focused in the morning, so... I dedicate the first few hours of my day to everything creative for all of my businesses. I have my Learn to Pose posing business, this podcast, and I also, I've been a real estate agent and broker for 17 years, so I handle all the transaction details in the mornings too. Details range from checklists, to-do lists, for clients, managing details of contracts, assisting my agents with their contract details, you name it. And after a few hours, if I go to the gym, I've been having Dina and Brett at Energy Fitness Factory make me another shake. That's meal number two. Not because I prefer shakes, but they have this oatmeal cookie shake that is to die for. It's oats. It's a little raisins, protein powder, cinnamon, almond or peanut butter, and unsweetened almond milk. But if I don't go to the gym, I'll have a solid meal. I consider this shake a treat. Now, the rest of my meals are solids too. They they all consist of around six ounces of protein each, vegetables, fruit, rice. And I like to add either coconut oil, butter, or almond oil to my meals as well. I find that a lot of flavor can make foods a little too taste-specific for me, and I can burn out from the flavor too fast and then not like the meal anymore, so I keep the spices pretty simple. My Uncle Barney has the most elaborate garden you've ever seen, and he feeds me lettuce and veggies all summer, so I'll make some salads too. Not because you need a salad to contest prep, but you guys, this lettuce, I'm telling you, it tastes like something other than crunchy water. It's amazing. As for my training, I lift four days a week. I have a goal of building my entire backside from the thickness in my back to the development of my glutes. My workouts are tailored towards my personal goals. I train legs three times a week at different levels of intensity. I hit my back twice. As a figure competitor, we're required to build balance throughout our entire body, so I don't skip any body parts. Now, the amount of intensity, the duration, and sets will depend on the body part I'm trying to bring up. Although I don't have a show in sight, I still train like a figure competitor because you never know when the time might come that I pick another show. My workouts are about maybe an hour total. And then my cardio. My cardio is just making sure I get my movement in on a daily basis because I can get so wrapped up in my work that before you know it, it's 9 p.m. and I've walked like only 2,000 steps. (laughs) So I get up and I make sure to take walks during the day and add some walking before my workouts as a warm-up too. I don't do any HIIT cardio. I just find it too stressful on my body. Now, my priority is keeping my calories high, so I'm not one of those people that hits a plateau 10 pounds out from their goal weight with very little food left to manipulate. Starting high in calories is my preference. 
when making an adjustment to bring on more weight loss, I'd rather move a little more than drop my calories, hence the high amount of protein. I always feel satiated, I don't have energy drops, and I have zero cravings. Higher calories for the win. So my lifestyle does surround eating. That is part of being a bodybuilder. In order to reach your goals, you have to prioritize getting in your meals. Some people prefer meal prepping ahead of time. I prefer fresh food and choose meals that are quick to make or already prepared. At the most, I'll do two meal replacements. I focus on getting as much solid food as possible to keep me satiated. Even when traveling, I prioritize my meals. In fact, I guess this is a good time to announce to you guys dun, 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 that my husband and I are going to hit the road in a few weeks to put this podcast on blast and tour the United States to get the word out. I'm really, really excited for this. I've got a couple really great guests lined up in the meantime that are going to talk about some topics that I think you guys are going to really enjoy learning about. But we plan to leave in a few weeks and record the show at different destinations and share with you our experiences on the road, too. I'll be sharing how we get our meals and workouts in while we're on tour, too. And right now we're in the process of purchasing a van so we can repurpose it for the tour and mapping out our destinations. I have to be back in New York City to head judge a competition in September. But other than that, you might see us in your home city this year. We will be posting and announcing our destinations as we tour them. So be on the lookout for us and stop in to say hi if you're in the area. If you would like to show your support of our tour, you can grab some of our merch at shop.killitwithdrive.com or you can donate right to the podcast. I have a patron page at patron.podbean.com slash E-E-N-B-B. These links will be in the episode's description too. Also, if you have any suggestions on must-visit gyms or specific locations around the country, let us know. You can post in the comments of the show or join the Podcast Insiders group on Facebook and chat with us there. Well, it's about that time I get my workout in, so I'll be back next week with another episode. You asked for more shows sooner, and I listen. I will be posting episodes weekly instead of the bi-weekly format I've been doing. And while on tour, I will be recording and uploading special tour episodes with my husband as well, so expect new shows at least twice a week. If you like what you're listening to, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show in fitness groups to get the word out. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Ever wonder if you are posing correctly for your division? Learn to Pose is dedicated to taking out the guesswork on how to pose for all categories in bodybuilding. Learn five ways you can improve your posing skills in five minutes guaranteed at www.learntopose.com. There are free posing tutorials available for the bikini, figure, and men's physique categories. More on the way for other divisions in bodybuilding. It's free, so go access your free posing tutorial for bikini, figure, or men's physique at learntopose.com. 